Shay. And I am Mary Teresa Archibald, and we are happy to be back in your ears. Yes, and we do recognize it's been a while, and we just want to thank you so much for your patience with us as we as we try and raise children while doing... Okay, it's just going to sound like a sob story. There's no real sob to it. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to get episodes out. It has, and, you know, my mom got COVID in the middle of this past month. It, it's just been... It's been a month. Oh, it's been a month. But play, play us a violin. I know. One way or another, we are really thrilled to be back in your ears and really looking forward to sharing the story with you. Yes. But speaking of stories, we hope you have enjoyed mm-hmm. some of the stories that were told at our live storytelling show. And performing live with other humans is something <laughs> we really love to do. Yes. That's what got us into this whole game to begin with. Exactly. And uh, and it's been a little tricky over the past couple of years. At the same time, things are opening up. And one of our dreams with this show has always been to record more live episodes in more places. Speaking of that, if oh. you have a venue in mind that you're like, you should come to my town, yes. my city, come to the facebook.com slash funny parents page and tell us where. Yes. And we are looking to try to book live funny parent shows in various venues throughout yes. the country. With cool people. And so not only do you, if you have a place, if you have someone there like, ah, oh, I, I would love for this person I know uh, to tell their story on Funny Parents, let us know. And uh, yeah, we're going to be out and about. Uh, we live obviously in New York and we'll be up and down the East Coast. Uh, and then we also last summer at uh, at the gates to Yellowstone got, got uh, upsold the annual uh, Great American uh, yeah, National Park Pass, and we are going to make sure we put it to work. And yes. so if you're anywhere near a national park, there's a point this summer where we may be near you. And if that's the case, hey, we would love to do a Funny Parent show in your town. Yes. Yeah, so head over to Facebook.com slash Funny Parents and tell us where should we come. Yes. Today. Mm. Oh, we have actually two of our best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Here to tell a story. Old, old pals. I don't think they would want you to say old, old. Well, I mean, the friendship. The yes, friendship has been is, a long time. is mature. I believe the friendship can drink at this point, and that's a good sign. Yes. So we have Brandy Larson and her husband, Matt Larson. Telling and- a phenomenal tale, but Brandy, mm-hmm. uh, we met. In Chicago doing improv, of course. Yes. And has gone on to have quite a career uh, in the world of books. Uh, She was an executive at a major publishing house and has gone on to go out on her own as a writer. And in fact, this fall, in fall 2022, a book that she co-authored, Uncultured, a memoir, is going to be hitting the bookshelves please check it out it's an amazing story and book that you are going to be blown away uh brandy herself is also the board president of literary cleveland shout out to cleveland ohio cleveland rocks and she is just really passionate about making publishing seem more accessible to more folks yes and it's so funny because I'm realizing we met these two as individuals and then they became a couple yes. and then they became married. And uh, then our friend, our, our families became friends, yes. uh, kids as well. Uh, Matt Larson 
was on Space Mountain, which is an improv group I coached in Chicago for such a long time. And 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 he is uh, a veteran uh, improv comedy performer and developer. If you have an iPhone, please download his really fun game, Scorch Injector, uh, onto your phone, uh, and you can you can use uh, hot sauce uh, embedded in your phone to defeat Bland everywhere you go. Which is really Pat's mission in life. Yeah, he loves hot sauce. Yeah, and he is the only one in our house who yes. likes hot sauce. Yes. That's true. And that's an issue uh, that I'm slowly working on the children. I nope, will achieve quorum nope. soon and a nope. majority not, not long after that. So One way or another, anyway, Matt and Brandy are going to tell us a story about a little thing that went wrong. Very little thing. That became a big thing that went wrong. Enjoy. set in summer of 2021, approximately uh. 1,000 million years ago. <laughs> it was like our 800 millionth day in the pandemic. Mm, that's right. Um, <laughs> we had made the candles and baked the bread and we were deep in the love of co-parenting. Yeah, and we were looking at a summer, I don't know if you remember back this far, but we were actually starting to see signs of improvement. Yeah. People were mm -hmm. getting vaccinated and we were watching COVID numbers in our in our state, Ohio, kind of dropping. I bought theater tickets, like season tickets to Playhouse Square. I'm like, theater is back. No. I started <laughs> swimming at the YMCA and um, yeah, so this starts off we uh, had gotten into a habit, and I've always enjoyed taking the kids to playgrounds. That's been my jam. And in the in the city that we're living in, which is actually my hometown, there are a ton of different playgrounds. Uh, so in in this scenario, we took uh, this was uh, I was taking my son um, to uh, a playground, Madison Playground, which I'd taken him to the day before. And, and so um, he's four years old, uh, and Matt is like at the playground with him, I am uh, trying to finish a book that is due at the end of the summer. And so I'm like happily in our attic office, the windows are open, it's a beautiful day. I'm like typing away, tap, 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 writing this. So here I am at the playground. Now, the, with playgrounds, the measure of how great a playground is for a kid is basically how dangerous it looks. <laughs> And this playground has a three-story tall slide yes. uh, that has three outlets that go down, down to different areas. Um, it's got monkey bars, a big snake thing that looks like it could tear a person in two if they sat at the wrong side. Uh, it's got swings. It's got a gigantic area of lawn for running, um, which we assume could hide snakes or scorpions. I don't know. We're <laughs> cautious parents sometimes. Sure. But also free range ones. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Importantly, when our, before our children were born, we determined that we would be free range parents. We'd say, we're going to let our kids make their mistakes. They're going <laughs> to fall down, get bumps. We're going to kiss their bumps. We're not going to be helicopter parents. And so when we were in New York, our, our oldest, who is 12 now, uh, we would let her run as far as we could see her. And so there would be mm. people at the end of a city block who would be like putting their hands on our children oh, yeah. to stop her from going. And that's actually what caused us to like fly down the block. Like, what are you doing touching my kid? <laughs> and it turns out that our youngest, my son, is uh, is of the type where he's just gonna, if there's a field, he's gonna run and he's not gonna look behind him. 
he's just going to run for the tree line. And if he makes it to the tree line, you don't know if the elves are going to get him and he's going to disappear sure. forever. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't care. He, he, uh, we have this like little uh, way of maybe somewhat managing him where I go, don't do it. And he's as far as he wants to be. And about 90% of the time, it's true, 90% he will stop. And if I go, don't do it, he'll come back. I hope it works as well as you think it does. Anyway. <laughs> he never stops moving. It's true. He, he doesn't stop moving. Anyway, we went to the playground. We had gone there the day before, and he had fallen down and scraped his knee, and there were tears. And this is a guy who, like, he loves to run and play, but if he gets a kind of a scratch on him, it's going to be, there's going to be a period where uh, it, the world is going to kind of collapse in on himself. He and needs so. a band-aid mm-hmm. for sure, with or without mm-hmm. blood. Yep. But uh, blood, sure. like, you know, he, he's, he's a little picky about the idea of his own blood. That's right. So cleverly this time, I set myself up, so I went to the, ba- to the, to the, to the playground with both band-aids and also uh, neosporin to, to spray on whatever cuts might occur. Seriously, parenting. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're getting we're getting closer to the to the start of this story. Um, sorry, <laughs> there's a the thing that we call at the playground. It's called a zip. We call it a zip line. It's a it's a sort of a metal staple that slides back and forth on a rail. Yeah, uh, and it's mm-hmm. the top of it's probably about six feet off the ground. But uh, when our son holds on to it. His, his feet are probably like two feet off the ground. Uh, the playground floor to set up that is like this sort of padded rubbery material that you find in a lot of playgrounds. They recently yeah. like redid the playground. So it's all safe. Mm. Okay. So he goes, uh, he's playing with some other kids and they go back and forth on this, on this rail, uh, this zip line thing. And you know, the, the zip line itself is slightly rusty uh, so sometimes it, going one way, it goes all the way across. Going the other way, it just stops sort of halfway. So he gets on it, goes across. It's fine. He, he gets on it again, goes back the other way, and, uh, and then drops and starts crying. Oh, and he's God. just, oh. and, like, distraught and screaming. And uh, so I'm thinking, oh, okay, he must have scraped himself like he did the day before. I pick him up. Uh, I sort of hold him. I <laughs> pull out the band-aids and the neosporin. Um, and he's just in my arms, just wailing. Um, and of course it's his leg. And, uh, and so I'm like, okay, uh, well, we'll put some neosporin on this. And I'm, (laughs) yes, yes, that's great. And I'm looking actually, uh, looking at the, the expression on another parent in the, in the playground, who's looking at me with this, this eyes of just, just pity, just absolute pity. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so uh, it, uh, he won't stop crying. So I, I carry him back to the car and strap him in and, and, and take him home. And he's, he's complaining this entire time, which is not unusual for him. But, uh, but it, you know, at, at this point, I'm thinking that it probably should sort of settle down. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I get him home. So and then Matt pulls up. I can hear him three stories up with the car door closed. Oh. And he is wailing. And I hope that you are lucky enough to never hear the sound of a child truly in pain mm. because it just walloped my heart. Yeah. And uh, whatever writing bubble I was in burst. And I you know, flew down three flights of stairs to find him on the couch just wailing. And you know, my adrenaline is at 8,000 and 
I am looking at Matt like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> uh, and I'm sure I'm looking at myself like, what the hell just happened? No, you were super cool. You were like, I think he needs some Tylenol. Sure. And I was like, no, <laughs> he needs to go to the hospital. And in the mean, in, in between this whale, he's saying, Daddy didn't catch me. Daddy didn't catch me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> this would become a mantra in my life for the next two weeks. Why didn't you catch me, Daddy? I'm sorry, buddy. I would have if I, if I could have. I know what was going to happen. If what happened hadn't been what had happened the other 9,000 times you've done the same thing or worse. Right, right. Um, if you hadn't been, if I'd realized that two feet off the ground you would have hurt yourself this badly, I would have been right there. And in fact, I was probably a foot and a half away uh, <laughs> thinking this is for the best <laughs> what's wrong um, you know we have this mini argument about what we should do next because it's a pandemic and going oh, to, the, yeah. to the emergency room is its own risk right and not sure. the first time with this child during a mm. pandemic that we would have taken him to the emergency room for his leg because at the start of the pandemic oh. he was out in the yard at our friend's house and he like went totally over tea like this just maelstrom of uh, upside downness and fell over the lights they had just installed oh. and uh was screaming not quite at the same level but definitely no. up there and um, you were like he needs to go to the emergency room and you took him i did with you and he had what was wrong with him then? Nothing. He was totally fine. Nothing. He was totally fine. Yes. Um, and we had taken him to the emergency room because he had fallen off a couch and hit, hit the back of his head on a counter. This was actually about three years ago. Mm. Um, it was, and, and we went and he got stitches in the back of his head. And luckily at the hospital, we picked up a uh, stomach bug that raced its way through our entire family. Oh, so yeah, Matt dealt with the vomit and I dealt with the second trip to the ER in the middle of the night where they told me that his guts were inside out and that he had this rare, awful condition that involved death. And that's oh my what God. the resident home. We all have a rare condition that involves death. Oh. Is it the human <laughs> it's the human condition. <laughs> They're very philosophical at that department. So to be fair, so Matt had a, like a, a grounding and maybe not going to the hospital in the middle of the pandemic. And I was sure. like, this child is screaming in a way that is like banshee-like pain. Obviously, he needs to be at the hospital. So we compromised. I called the pediatrician. Mm. <laughs> by the way, this is this is like a game-winning move too, but because the pediatrician will never be like, you know what? Wait a minute. Right. Yeah. Have you thought about not coming in to see anyone? Right. Yeah. Um, and the pediatrician, the nurse, you know, I'm like, like they can hear him in the background. <laughs> the receptionist is like, hey, why didn't you catch me? <laughs> My life was perfect until you failed me, brother. <laughs> and so, yeah, the nurse hears him and is like, yeah, he needs to go to the hospital. Oh, my God. And uh, so we go. Uh, and, you know, we're like, he's got this mask that doesn't quite, he's got this tiny, tiny little face. And, you know, I'm sure. you know, trying not to, like, we're holding it and I'm trying not to sit down on the chairs in the ER because, you know, that we've already experienced the joy of getting sick in an ER not with COVID, right? And, and another interesting thing about our son is that he'll, he had this habit where he'd put on a mask and then he'd chew through it. No doctor recommends that. 
<laughs> um, and you know, it's still the stage where they're wearing like full on get up yeah. um, in hospitals. And right. so, um, but I'll tell you what, we got in super quick we and we got our own little room with the sliding glass doors, which they shut us in and they were like, Hey buddy, what happened to you? <laughs> And he's like, Daddy. <laughs> While we're waiting, it's a good um, thing that place didn't have windows because I probably would have left out one. We're we're waiting. We realize like what what happened because they're trying to you know piece it together and in between you know one of the joys that happens in the ER if you are for uh is that you have a remote control on your bed and so you can watch nickelodeon right. um which we don't have cable so that's like pretty and he like was confused about the yeah. commercials since every <laughs> kid or i would say probably at least three quarters of kids nowadays watch netflix sure or some yeah. streaming service you know there it's it's once you've finished watching one you can advance to the next one or you can just if you're bored in that episode you scroll to the next part of the episode that interests you so it's yeah. very unusual to be able to turn on a screen and then be stuck with whatever you get <laughs> but, uh, during the commercials he started to tell us what exactly happened and i think that um, excuse me, what I understand is that he let, he was curious about what would happen if he let go. So he got to experience, you know, falling and also regret. Uh, <laughs> well, they, so they took him in for x-rays and... Oh my gosh, I'm older now because of that. Yeah, there was probably more screaming as they held him down oh, for x-rays. Yeah, so it was sure. me and two nurses and, uh, you know, they have me in the full-on like apron thing. They've got him in the apron to protect all of our, you know, reproductive bits yeah. um, and soft, squishy brain and organs. Um, and he's screaming like it was so sad. Yeah. Uh, and why I, didn't you catch me? No, he's just screaming. Okay. Um, and <laughs> I'm trying to like hold him from moving in angles that, you know, his like that aren't right. Uh, mm. And the nurse, you know, uh, comes in and she places her own body, not clothed in the thing. And I'm like, you're not wearing the apron, are you? She's like, Shh, just, we just need to get this picture. Ugh. And so uh, they had me come back. She's like, you need to see this. She's like, I'm not allowed to show this to you, but you see this. And it was his bone and it was broken in two spots. Like it was, uh, it was a sheer break. So it was, you know, I'm used to the. Uh, television depictions of uh, broken bones where they sort of pierce the skin and, you know, or the, the whatever limb is at an angle. But this was a, uh, a like a hairline fracture um, through the bone. It was the uh, tibia. No, <laughs> there's a tibia and a fibula, and it was not the tibula. Not the tibia. Um, okay. It was the, it's the weight-bearing bone in the lower part of your, oh of your body. Which oh. explains the pain. Yeah. Um, and so they they were really good to us. Uh, it was clear that they thought they were over their, they were in over their head because he was pretty loud and it, the bone was pretty broken. So they called in the orthopedic guy who works on all the athletes and the calves and like uh, to consult on his case, who was amazing and fabulous to us. But um, what they did that night, it was the EMTs that, um, they bandaged him into this like giant split thing until we could get an appointment the next day. Mind you, uh, 
we're sitting there. This is like the joy of being a working parent who mostly holds her own hours, but on some days doesn't. I had a meeting that I was supposed to go to and I'm looking at the clock and it's like a half hour, a half hour, half hour. I'm like, I can still make my meeting. I can still make my meeting. <laughs> and Matt, you're thinking at the same time because you were supposed to switch. After you uh, came back from the playground, we were going to switch for a couple hours. Yeah, there was no switching. Um, <laughs> I got nothing done that day. You're, you're watching, Except you're for like, not catching my child. <laughs> Check. Um, to the time on the playground where your kids were big enough to kind of be on the playground equipment by themselves, Mm -hmm. but you weren't totally sure that they saw the dangers Mm -hmm. that like falling off of it would be. So they would run full steam to where the opening is and you were deathly afraid that they weren't going to stop and they were just going to like fly off of it. Um, Luckily we had one cautious kid, one not cautious kid. Right. Uh, so I spent a good amount of time running after our second child, <laughs> trying to anticipate the catch. Yes. So I can imagine the feeling that Matt had. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is it is that thing. Like, I don't know. My kid, our kids have certainly dropped two feet before. Totes. You know, and uh, and it's it, it's I can totally understand the shock of wait a second. This is this is serious. Of course, our kid broke his arm on the monkey bars. On the monkey bars, <laughs> yep. and uh, and uh, we kept refusing it to happen for two days. We didn't refuse. We just didn't think it, it was when we say broken. It like it was a, a minor buckle fracture, and it was uh, his communion. But, so yeah, and, yeah, he, he had, had a broken wrist for his communion. Maybe and, not our best parenting moment. Yeah, maybe yeah, not. Certainly not to insist he play a soccer game. We did not insist. He wanted to play. He did want to play. So anyway, <laughs> we feel for Matt. We're yes. we're on Matt's side in this situation. Yes, exactly. Um, and we know how poor how their son was in just a tremendous amount of pain, and it was really rough. But yeah. you will hear the rest of the story. That's right. This is a two parter. It is not over. Yeah, the epic saga of this <laughs> will be coming into the next. episode. The first part is the injury. The second part is the recovery, and it's. A lot. Yeah. And and so we will be having that episode anon. Great. So I used anon. I know you're so fancy, yeah. so Shakespearean. Uh so we'll be back in your ears. Thank you for listening. Yes. And please like, subscribe, leave us a review. Uh we just got a, a nice review saying, When's the next episode? So here you go. Yes. Yay. So thank you for listening and we'll be back soon.